Welcome to Rare! Aren't you so lucky to be here? I'm Ashley, and this week on Rare is a big question. What's the difference between luck and strategy games? Well, enough of the details. Let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Welcome to another episode of Rare. I'm Ricky. And I'm Ashley. Hello. <laughs> um, Ninja Ninja was the one who kind of uh, posed this question for us to sort of answer. Like, not necessarily what's the difference between um, luck and strategy games, but like what are like the differences between what makes a luck game and what makes a strategy game hmm. sort hmm. of thing i mean because hmm. i think most games have an element of luck yeah when i was picking like a luck game and a strategy game it's really hard to find a game that doesn't have at least a little bit of both mm-hmm because I feel like anytime you have to roll dice or anytime you even have to like draw a card, you have a little bit of luck. Yeah. In it. it even for like strategy games. Mm hmm. Or like ones that are advertised as strategy games. But so I try I tried to find ones that were kinda like extreme ends, like ones like like luck a luck game that, you know, obviously is going to have some strategy to it, but it's, like, mostly luck. And then I try to find a strategy game that has as little luck as potentially possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think, like, a key difference between, like, a luck game and a strategy game is for a luck game, when you go in to play it, you you always have to change your strategy while playing like constantly whereas like a strategy game i feel like you can keep a semblance of a strategy and maybe change some things here and there based on like the cards you roll or the dice you roll but regardless you're still kind of following the same strategy mm, yeah i i feel like sometimes for some strategy games depending on how, like, player versus player it is and, like, how the resources are dealt out. Mm -hmm. Like, you could easily have to change your strategy, like, on a whim. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, kind of learning how to adapt and, like, still keep, like, you know, a good strategy going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I, I feel like there there can be some change with strategy, but I suppose, like, definitely not as, hopefully not as much as, like, in a luck game. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if you have to change your strategy that much, it probably wasn't a very good strategy to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, the game that, that I picked that I was just like, that's just a pure luck game was Flux. Because, yeah. like, you start off the same, but otherwise the game changes constantly in the middle of what it's doing. Yeah. Um, the game that I picked was Zombie Dice, because it is 100% dice rolling and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. You can't get any luckier than that. Yeah, Flux is all uh, based on drawing cards. Because, like, I've seen a game of Flux uh, be won in, like, three turns, and then a game of Flux go on for, like, an hour. Yeah. Flux was definitely one of those games where I did not like it the first few times I played it. And it took, like, not playing it for a couple years and then trying it again for me to be like, eh, mm -hmm. it's not, like, terrible. Yeah. It's, um, Flux is... It's, it's a good kind of, like, quick 
sort of quick like well it's quick to learn card game because you start off with the same rules every game is you start off with like draw one play one everybody starts off with a hand of three but as you play the games you're adjusting the rules like some of the cards are new rules like you're going to one rule is like you draw three and then you still play one but then there's another card where it's like draw three but play four so you're going to wind up having like no cards in your hand by the end of your turn because you have to play basically all of your cards. Yeah. Or sometimes you'll get the rules where it wants you to like draw a bunch of cards, but your hand limit will still be like really small. So mm-hmm. then you have to discard at the end of your turn. <laughs> Just like, dang it. Dang it. Um, but a flux is, it's, um, it's by Looney Labs, and it's two to six players. I think relatively you could probably play with more if you wanted to, like, slim down the deck a lot, you know? Um, but, yeah, otherwise it's it's a game where as you're drawing cards and playing cards, the rules of the game change. At the start of the game, there's not any goal set. But as you play the game, there will be a goal which relate to the keepers. Um, But, like, there's all kinds of different types of flux. So, like, I have Cartoon Network flux because, I mean, I love Cartoon Network. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, one of the goal cards is, like, all the Powerpuff Girls. So, if you have Blossom bubbles and buttercup i almost said um bubble cups <laughs> this is a brain fart that'd be interesting <laughs> you have to have blossom bubbles and buttercup as your keeper in front of you and then you win the game but if like somebody else has buttercup and you have blossom and bubbles neither one of you wins because neither one of you met the goal and then there are cards that let you, like, take keepers, like, move keepers around, like, cancel out rules, and that's... And there's creepers. Yes. Which not... I don't think Cartoon Network has... Flux has creepers in it. A lot of it depends on the version mm. of Flux you're playing, because I think we also have Zombie Flux, which there are creepers in Zombie Flux, yeah, I we have Adventure Time and Batman, and both of those have creepers because of, like, the different villains in mm, each one. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, there's just, there's a ton of varieties of Flux, and um, I know they they kind of had, like, newer versions come out that I haven't played. Like, there's a Jumanji one and mm. a Marvel one that involves a coin but I don't think the game itself changes too much otherwise. But, like, I think that just makes the game pure luck because you're constantly changing the rules and you're hoping to get lucky by getting that goal card to match up with your keeper cards. You know, like, that's that's the strategy of the game, basically, and it's constantly changing based on what's out on the table and what's in your hand and what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Zombie Dice is uh, 2 to 99 players. <laughs> it's just a dice game. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you'll ever play it with 99 people. If, if you do, just let, us, let us know <laughs> how that goes, uh, how long it takes to play, because it's only supposed to be 10 to 20 minutes. <laughs> um, it's by uh, Steve, it's designed by Steve Jackson and is published by Steve Jackson Games, which is the same company that does Munchkin. Mm. Um, so for Zombie Dice, uh, you get, it comes with cup, a, a cup. And some dice and just like a quick little rule book. Um, The dice, there are six green, uh, four yellow, and three reds. And it's kind of like easy, medium, and hard. Because basically what you're doing is you're rolling the dice and you as the player are a zombie and you're trying to eat brains. Um, So the green dice have a higher uh, 
probability of rolling brains, the yellow dice have a higher probability of rolling feet, and the red dice have a higher probability of rolling a shotgun shot. So basically, it is a push-your-luck game. So, Mm -hmm. like, luck's in the mechanic. (laughs) Uh, So what you're trying to do is you you always roll three dice on your turn. Uh, Depending on what you roll, you might keep some out. So if you get brains, you get to keep those. Uh, If you roll feet, you re-roll those. And if you keep a shotgun, or if you roll a shotgun, you have to keep that out. If you get three shotgun shots, you have to end your turn and you lose any brains that you had rolled that turn. Um, But you can stop at any point. So say you ended up with like, you're at two brains and two shotgun shells. You can say, I'm going to stop, keep my brains. So you just keep track of how many brains that you got. And then you put uh, all the dice back in the the cup and then you pass it. And then the next player goes and uh, you keep going around until somebody gets to 13 brains. Um, once somebody reached 13 brains, uh, I think everybody gets like one more turn, and if nobody can beat that number, then whoever got to 13 first wins. Oh, okay. So it's, so, yeah. it's pretty simple, but it is very luck. It is very, like, dice chucking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a very, very simple, very, very quick, easy game to, to learn and to play. Yeah, I mean, like... Uh, cause something like Yahtzee is also just a luck based game. It's just another dice rolling game, but instead of like just trying to collect brains, you know, you're trying to make those different sets every turn. Um, I I like that, that zombie dice is a lot easier where you're just trying to get 13 brains. You're not actually trying to make different like sets and things like that. (laughs) Yeah. I I would say there's a little bit of strategy Yahtzee on, like, how, like, obviously it's, like, still luck, but you can decide how to arrange your dice to see, like, which set you really want to go for. Yeah. I would Where say, in zombie yeah. dice, it's like you, you just you <laughs> want brains. You're just That's getting it. brains. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You want the brains. Yeah. Um, to to a certain extent, I kind of like luck based games just because it's it makes it feel like a more even playing field. Like you can't be good at a luck game. Yeah. Though somehow some people are really good at rolling dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um some people also I some people I don't trust how they roll the dice like they just sort of pick them up and then drop them. You know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're you're not good at rolling dice. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to shake them and toss them. You got to shake them. way to do it. You got to I think I think the, the the like the best way to like roll dice is to like shake them in a cup or use like a dice tower because that like ensures that it is like bounced around yeah well this does come with a cup yeah see there you go yeah i like i like games that give you the materials like that but i know that's also like isn't that for zombie dice also like it's carrying thing the cup yeah, yeah, like, once you actually open up the package, you can store the dice and the rules inside the cup, and it has, like, a little lid on it, and then that's, like, the the game box, quote-unquote. Beautiful, like, marketing right there. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> it does have um, some expansions to it, too, which just add, like, a little bit, like, extra spice to the game to make it, change it up a little bit, but... I mean, it's it's a perfectly good game on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just an even playing field. You're just rolling dice or you're just drawing cards. Um, there's a lot of games, like, I would say probably a large majority of games are, like, more in the middle of how they, like, use, like, dice versus cards sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but there, there are games, obviously, that more stray away from those types of things. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, a strategy game, 
I don't know why I didn't think of this, but I mean, it really is, um, at least I think, would be like Captain Sonar as a strategy game. Because okay. you, it's, you know, it's a team-based game. Um, and it plays, it technically plays two to eight, but I would say realistically you need probably at least six, but eight is the best. Because for each team, there are four roles. Um, and then this game is designed by Roberto Fraga and Johan Lemonier. And is published, at least in the U.S., by Asmodee. Good old Asmodee. Nice. Um... But the point of the game is that each team is trying to take out the other team's submarine. So for this, I think the only bit of luck at the start is how lucky the radio operator is on their starting location on how close they are. Um, Because otherwise you're trying to just deduce where your opponent is. And you're strategizing on how best to find your opponent without them finding you and hitting your opponent without them hitting you. Because um, it's kind of like it's it's a little bit like Battleship where you can't see your opponent's map. They can't see your map. There's like a big like um, there's like a screen in between the two teams and like the captain's saying north and then the ship, the submarine goes north. The other team's radio operator is hearing this and is drawing a corresponding line, but obviously the radio operator doesn't know where they start. Um, and then the first mate and the engineer, um, the first mate is marking off towards something that needs to be, that wants to be used, like a torpedo, a mine, silence um drone or sonar these are all things that can be used but they kind of have to be built up to be used um and then the engineer based on what direction is moved that's a part of the ship that breaks down and the engineer has to make sure that um nothing's breaking down too much because if too many things break down the ship takes damage um and if a line on the ship gets filled up it clears that line so then you don't have to worry about that damage anymore um but if um you go you want to use a torpedo and there's a torpedo marked off down in the breakdown on the engineer sheet you can't use a torpedo so okay. it's it's like a huge strategy on between all the teammates on what's breaking down what wants to be used the radio operators focused on the other team trying to figure out where they are at. And, like, to me, that's such, like, just a, like, a purely, like, strategic game. There's no, there's no dice. There's no cards. It's just trying to figure out where your opponent is and hitting them. <laughs> yeah. But it's, this is, like, Jason's favorite game ever he constantly wants to break it out and play it we've played it with his family and they have just barely gotten it <laughs> uh you never play this with me i know you need when you come out we need to try and get enough people to, to play it um because the, the the reason I said that it's best with like six people is because if you only play it with two people, that's one person for each team and each person is playing all four roles. So it might be a little bit of a nightmare to play like a two player game, even um like a four player game where there's two people on each team. I can see it being a little bit, you can manage, but. I think really the sweet spot of the game is like um, six to eight players. It's and it's it's like um, kind of like adult battleship a little bit, <laughs> but it's like team based. <laughs> yeah, but um, what's what is fun about it is you can play in like turn based or you can play in real time 
which real time is like both teams are just going at the same time. <laughs> There's not any turns. <laughs> it's just asking for chaos. Yeah. We we haven't we haven't done that yet. We're still just getting used to the turn based, but um it's been real fun and it's like I would just say it's very very strategy heavy because you're focused on your strategy on trying to take out your opponent. Like maybe your strategy is to go in heavy with like the sonar and drone and trying to get information from your opponent. Maybe um your strategy is that your radio operator immediately hones in on where they're at and you're just like shooting torpedoes at them. Or maybe your strategy is to use mines and use the radio operator to um, assess on where the opponent is at and drop a mine before they know where you're at so they can avoid the mine, you know? Like, mm -hmm. there's just... Uh, it's it's just not, not luck-based, I would say, like, pretty much at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I ended up looking up, like, a top 20 strategy board games just mm -hmm. to get some, like, ideas. Yeah. And, like, I, I definitely wanted to pick one that I was a little bit more familiar with and one that was actually pretty high up on the list. And I, I agree with it, so I, I'm going to talk about it. And it, it's I would say it's probably considered, like, a more of a classic board game at this point. Like a new classic. Mm -hmm. It's um, Splendor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, two to four players. It runs, it's about 30 minutes. Uh, designer is Mark Andre and it's published by Space Cowboys. Space um, Cowboys. Sorry. Space Cowboys. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, the number one strategic board game ever is chess because there is literally no luck yeah. in that at all. <laughs> But I think everybody knows about chess, um, and even if you don't play it, you, you've heard of it, but just just to get a little bit more into, like, the new age board games kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, like, Splendor does involve decks of cards, and it might be, a, like, a very, very slight look of the draw if you're wanting, like, a spe specific gem. Mm-hmm. But it's not game breaking if it doesn't come out. Yeah, like you can you can always like go a different way. Yeah. Um. But um, basically, for for Splendor, what you're trying to do is you're trying to um, you you start off trying to collect chips, which the the game comes with really nice, like almost like poker chips oh yeah they're like, so with, nice <laughs> with um the gems on them and what you're trying to do is use those chips to buy cards and the cards have costs and once you buy a card uh there's gems on the cards and those are like permanently in your hand and so it's like uh like uh, so there's sapphires emeralds rubies onyx and diamonds so let's say I bought an emerald. So now I always have like an emerald in front of me that I can use to pay for something. And sometimes you can like use it to get a card for free if you have enough of the cards in front of you. Um, but basically you're just uh, getting gems to pay for cards and then the cards pay for... Um, some of the cards have points on them and there's also nobles off to the side. And if you get like... Um, three diamond, three onyx, three rubies. You can collect a a a noble, or a, one noble has like four sapphires, four diamonds, and then you can get that noble. And those have to come from the cards. Those don't. Those do not come from the chips. Um, and they're worth five points. I'm pretty sure the nobles are five. I um, I think it slightly depends are they all worth five because i know some are like harder to get because they're worth like five of each two different types like five black and five white sort of thing I, the max is four and four i believe is i think it? it's either three three and three or four and four okay um i think they're five because i 
think if you're able to get all three, that's the 15 points you need to win the game. Mm. Um, so that's how you, like, get to the end of the game, is, like, the first person to 15 goes and then, or, like, starts the end game. Everybody gets one more turn, and then if you can't beat 15, then the person who got 15 wins. If you can beat 15... If you go over, then obviously you win. I don't mm-hmm. know what happens if you, there's a tie after that round. I don't, I don't know if you get like one more turn after that. I'm not sure. I don't think that's ever been like a huge <laughs> like circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure it's mentioned in the rules. But um, mm-hmm. or it might be like, I don't know. It's it's. I'm sure it's in the rules. It's not something that comes up very often. But it's pretty much whoever gets to 15 first wins. Again, you can go, um, like, the noble route. Like, you can work towards getting nobles. Um, but there's also, like, three different levels of cards. So the first is, like, um, I think it's blue, green, yellow for the types of cards. I think so. Um, so, like, level one is, like, the, the cards are pretty cheap. But they're not usually worth many points. Like, the most points you can get from them is, like, maybe one. Mm -hmm. Um, Level two is a little bit higher. Like, usually, like, one to maybe three. And then I think the level three cards are, like, three to five, maybe. As far as, like, points that are, like, on the cards themselves. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like, the higher the level you're trying to buy, the more expensive they are. Um. So it's just it's just trying to um, determine the best grouping of gems that you want to have in front of you, so you can start buying other cards essentially mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the less turns that you have to get to get a card, the less likely it is for somebody else to take it from you. You can reserve cards and keep them in front of you. I think you can have at like three in front of you. And then those are the ones, like, you can still buy them, but nobody else can touch them. Mm -hmm. But that still takes a turn to reserve it, and then you have to, like, still make sure you have enough. Um, Whenever you reserve one, there are gold tokens, and the golds are pretty much, like, a wild. And you can use that to, like, uh, as, like, a fill-in for anything. Um, So you do get a gold when you reserve a card, and sometimes that gold is, like the chip you need to help like you buy that card and you can like keep it uh so nobody else can get it but it's just it's just trying to uh get the resources you need as quickly as possible so you can buy more cards to get more points as as fast as possible like it kind of like builds as you go to try to like make Mm -hmm. it really efficient Mm -hmm. for yourself yeah the game the game has i i enjoy splendor like it's out of like all the like sort of classic-y games and i would Mm -hmm. say like i like splendor probably the most honestly (laughs) um i guess if we're talking like Catan and splendor and like ticket to ride and like that kind of stuff i really do enjoy ticket to ride and I do think Ticket to Ride was on the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason I chose Splendor over Ticket to Ride is because there is a deck in Ticket to Ride that you have to draw from, and mm-hmm. sometimes you do need really specific like mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was slightly more like with like a, a little bit more of a luck. Yeah, just slightly in, into it. A little bit more, not like a yeah. whole lot. But I felt like Splendor was a little less. Like into the luck. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was also thinking of maybe talking about like deck builders, because mm. even though there is a deck to draw from, mm-hmm. you build your strategy based off the cards in front of you, mm-hmm. and like as they come out. So like, even though there's luck of like you don't know what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. You can still build a really good deck without having necessarily, like, all the right specific cards. Yeah. But when I saw Splendor, I was like, that's that's better yeah. than, like, a deck builder. So the, there, there's plenty of different types of strategy games. Like, 
worker placement even mm-hmm. is like a good, good strategy that doesn't always have a lot of luck in it but i feel like worker placements usually have like some type of dice rolls or some type of cards that you have to rely on to get you the stuff that you need so i try to kind of stay away from those not Mm -hmm. that they're they're not strategy it's just i was just trying to pick like the extreme ends yeah like luck and strategy (laughs) yeah um I, I do like deck builders. I would say, I mean, they're like a smidge less luck-based just due to the fact that you're building your own deck as you're mm-hmm. playing. Like, obviously, you have your starting stuff that you start off with that are, like, mediocre. But there's also normally cards that let you get rid of those mediocre cards and just keep all the, like, the really, really good cards. So you can, like, yeah. hone in your deck for that strategy. So, yeah, I would say that deck builders kind of float more on the strategy line, even though they're, it's, you know, a card-based game. But because Mm -hmm. you're building the deck while playing, you know. Yeah, you can, can, (laughs) like, obviously, uh, there's going to be, like, factions and stuff, and sometimes you want, like, and if if you play a game enough times, like, there's going to be cards that you're like, I really want this card, but you can you can work around not getting that card. It's not like a deal breaker. It's not like the difference between lin- winning and losing the game if you don't get like a specific card. Like mm-hmm. there's still ways of winning the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without necessarily getting the cards that you want. It just helps, and it makes you yeah. feel good when you get those cards. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, all in all, like I think it games. It's not really a a line. It's more uh, everything's different shades of gray <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> I, I guess it, it, it's more so like, I would say it's more like a scale. Yeah. Of like, you got luck on one side, you got strategy on the other. Like, where do you want to fall on mm-hmm. that scale mm-hmm. when you're picking or playing your, your games? Do yeah. you want it to be a little bit more on the strategy side? Or do you want it to be more on the luck side? Yeah. Or like, as much in the middle as possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I I like them both. There's, like, a nice, like, with luck games, it's kind of like a, a leveled playing field. Everybody's on the same, like, they're all doing the same thing, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and with strategy games, you get, like, people who, like, already know what they're doing and they're like they have this game honed in and they're pretty much always going to win and it's like yes it's still fun but because they have a strategy they you know they have a an advantage sort of thing it's the (laughs) battle of the wits yes (laughs) and if you're a slow person like me sometimes when it comes to a game you end up losing a lot for strategy games (laughs) i i i also not not again this is not every case but i feel like luck games tend to be on the shorter end and strategy games tend to be on the like Mm -hmm. longer end so that could be something to like consider when you're Mm -hmm. wanting to get a game um is like the length, um, like I said, like uh, zombie dice is like ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, it when it comes to board games like that, like ten minutes is usually like the fastest, unless it's like that. What ninja kitten or uh, kitten clash game, which is like two two minutes. That's that's not usually a typical. I'd say like the. On average, the fastest game is probably ten minutes. Yeah, and yeah. then like like Splendor, like it it jumps up to thirty minutes. Like that's already like a twenty minute longer game mm-hmm. on its own. So yeah, I mean, they're yeah, it's they're all the games have like little bits of of everything when it comes to like luck and strategy because i think i think all games have that like smidge of strategy in them too whether it's like constantly evolving while you're playing or you can kind of stick to 
a more of a baseline strategy that slightly evolves as you need it to based on like what's drawn or what have you. Because yeah. um, I mean, like even with zombie dice, like there's certain number of each color. So if you draw three green, you can think, okay, I have a higher probability of rolling brains. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, and maybe you have like two shotguns already. You could evaluate, like, do I want to try to push by luck because it's three green? Yeah, sure, maybe. Maybe <laughs> if, if maybe you only have one brain that turn, or you didn't, ha- you haven't rolled any brains yet. It's like, what, what am I? What's to lose if I roll three mm-hmm. shotguns? I don't lose anything. Yeah. Um, but if you draw out three, the three red, like all on the same turn, and you already have like one or two shotguns, you're you're probably gonna be like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a slight strategy um yeah a a game that i was i was kind of tempted to talk about for bizarrely enough strategy based was scare it um just because you're in scare it you have a color and an animal that you want the most of out left on the table so your strategy is just to keep as many of that animal and that color out on the table as you're scaring other animals away and that's that's sort of it for the game. I guess the the luck is if you get lucky that the other players don't realize what color animals you want staying, so they're not getting rid of them as quick if they did know. I would say that's probably the like the luck aspect of the game. But otherwise, I would say it's a pretty strategy based game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then obviously like. Uh, I think on the top 20 games, too, was, like, Risk, which is what every, when everybody, like, uh. usually if you say, like, strategy game, like, the first <laughs> game that people think of, if it's not chess, it's probably Risk. Risk, yeah. Or Stratego. <laughs> yeah. Like, like some warlike game. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, I've, well, I can't say I've never played Risk. I've played, um... Oh dang! What's that? What's that? Walking Dead. I've played like Walking Dead Risk. I've I've never played a game of Risk in my life. Yeah, I can't say I cared for it. <laughs> I I've I've heard enough people talk about like I've heard that people like do like it, but since it is like a war game and it's like a area control, I want to say yeah. Um. It, it can take long. There's kind of like a, a tug of war of like sometimes people will like get this section and then somebody else mm-hmm, will get it and mm-hmm. it kind of goes on a little bit longer. So I, just... um, I, I don't <laughs> not like area control games. I just I think I like games where it's like an element to the game, but it's not like the whole game. The whole game. Yeah. I just I don't like being mean to other players. <laughs> Like, I just, I don't like it. Even if that's what gets me to win the game, I do it and then I feel bad. (laughs) Yeah. I think it depends on who I'm playing with. Like, if if I'm playing, like, a game with Mike, (laughs) (laughs) I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. With saying, haha, take that. Yeah. But if I if I'm playing like a more of a take that kind of game with like new people, then I feel bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if if I play with somebody, like if it's a game I know and it's a game they know, I'm more willing to do that because yeah. they you they know how the game works and what's happening. Whereas like somebody who's newer might not understand that. And that's why I feel bad, (laughs) which is how I play most of my games is with people who aren't um, as known to the game as I am. So I always have to, like, go easy, I guess, would be (laughs) be the best way to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I feel like I'm, like, teaching a lot of games a lot of the time, so Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't, like, be all, like... Huzzah! Yeah, yeah. I need to just 
be more like we're gonna play this game and we're gonna play this game every time i see you so eventually i can be really aggressive (laughs) be aggressive be aggressive but like in general i'm not a very aggressive player even if i can be aggressive i'm generally not very aggressive when it comes to games it's just that's not me man it's not me so the funny thing is is uh i tend to not be super aggressive i tend to be like a little bit nicer and then mike's like you have to be more aggressive and then i'm like like overly aggressive (laughs) (laughs) and he's like you gotta chill out like you just told me to be aggressive there is no middle ground it's one or the other (laughs) i'm either too nice or too mean um yeah, I just mm, luck and strategy games. I think that's why I lean towards more lucky games because I don't have to worry about necessarily being aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's kind of like a a mood thing. Like, do do I want to sit down and be a little bit more thinky? Do I want to take my time, mm-hmm. or do I just want like a quick, fast like start, play it, you're done kind of yeah. game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I think sometimes strategy games get like a little bit of like a bad rap because people see them and they go, oh, that's like a chunky game. That's a long game. And then mm-hmm. they get bogged down by it. And then I think the turns go from like a two minute turn to like a 10 to 15 minute turn. And like people get like caught in their turn and they don't like a game because then it's taking like 40 minutes just for them to get their turn (laughs) yeah yeah i mean to each their own really Mm -hmm. when it comes to it but there's just such a variety Mm -hmm. of different strategy games too so it's just like just because one strategy game isn't fun to you doesn't mean like another type of strategy game because like there's like we said there's there's something like splendor where it's a i guess like what what are they what do they consider it uh open drafting i guess Mm. in set collection yeah um so if you if you don't really like the drafting thing um there's worker placement um if you don't like worker placement there's uh i guess like um deck building mm-hmm. but deck building is a little bit like drafting kind yeah. of yeah um but it's still very different than i i would not put splendor in like a uh deck building like at all so like even like that's a set collection open draft is completely different than uh deck building mm-hmm. deck building's completely different than worker placement yeah yeah and like there, there's just all kinds like Everdell. I talked about didn't didn't I or you or like we both did at some point talk about Everdell. I I don't remember who mentioned it, but I'm pretty sure we both talked about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's like a strategy game. But I I thought about talking about it for a strategy game, but I thought Captain Sonar just fit way better for it. But yeah. um, I mean that's. A strategy game but that's a worker placement and tableau building you know yeah. so yeah t- there's tableau building too yeah so and that that mechanic itself can be mixed in with other mechanics like for, so for everdale you know you got um the the worker placement element to it there's another game called cursed court where it's a betting game that's like tableau um, uh, I want to say there's another one, but it's like, like slipping. It's like right on the edge, but I can't quite think of it. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's other tableau games, yeah. which I actually like the tableau like mechanic in games. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think I I do too. I like I like I like building things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, in slightly other news, I, I vaguely talked about it 
um, in the cats episode, it was Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally figured out how to play it. I'm very proud of myself. Nice. Um, the rules are like slightly convoluted, but what it boils down to is it's basically a a bluffing betting game. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like a quick nice. A quick like super quick rundown of it is if you're playing with three people, everybody has three cards. The cards are boxes. So th- based on the number of players is how many cards everybody's having in their hand. So if you're playing with six players, everybody has six cards. Um but then the boxes are the cats are alive, the cats are dead, or the boxes are empty. And then there's a couple of what they call Heisenberg cards. And they're basically, um, they can be any option <laughs> okay. uh, of a box. So if you have a Heisenberg, it can be an alive cat, or it can be a dead cat, or it can be an empty box. Like, it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, but... You basically, on your turn, you say, um, I believe that there are three live cats in this experiment. (laughs) So it's basically liar's dice, but with cats and cards. Yeah, like, like, honestly, it is not as complicated, like, because there's like a little clipboard that you use a little box on, and I was very confused what all that was about. That's just to keep track of where you're at on what you're betting or what you're hypothesizing. <laughs> okay. Um, and you can only go up. So if you say there are three live cats, the next player has to say there are four dead cats or um, I think two empty boxes. Because the empty boxes work differently than the live cats or dead cats. Mm-hmm. Um but you always have to go up on the clipboard on what you're betting. Um, and then uh, the next active player, they can, well, okay. On your turn, you can prove or you can, oh, I forget what it's called because it's all like very scientific terms. <laughs> so it's really fun to play as like, I am a scientist proving my hypothesis sort of thing. Um, but you can like put down the cards. So if you say there are three live cats, you put down like one live cat and then you can also discard cards and draw back up to like, if you discard two cards, you can draw two cards sort of thing. Um, and then the next player on their turn, when they become the active scientist, they can call your hypothesis into question and then everybody has to show all of their cards. So if if you said that there were three live cats, the next player goes and they're go they're like I don't believe there are three live cats. So everybody shows their cards and if there's not at least three live cats, then um you're out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That sounds like it sounds like liar's dice with cards. Yeah. I don't think I've played Liar's Dice, so that, that's going over my head a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's it's the game from Pirates of the Caribbean, if you're familiar with the movie. Enough. <laughs> uh, where it's just like uh, William Turner, uh, Bootstrap Bill, and, and Davy Jones, are, they all have dice. I think they each have five dice, and you shake it, and you pull it down, and you're just betting, like, I think there's three twos and the person's like i think there's four fours and the next uh, person's like i think there's five sixes uh, gotcha. and you go until somebody calls the bluff <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like that but it's with um cats <laughs> yep but that is very off topic i was just very very excited to actually figure out how this how this game worked <laughs> high five <laughs> So an update. Da da da. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, all right, but I think that kind of puts us to the end of the episode. Yes. Luck or strategy in the end, play what you want. That that's I think always like the moral. <laughs> it's just like yeah. hey, like yeah, they're all 
they're all different. So find something you like. <laughs> Basically. Um, I think I think the question should be um, overall. What do you prefer, luck over strategy? Like, what do you prefer in the games that you play? Yes. Or, um, uh, within, like, do you prefer a luck heavy or strategy heavy? And then, like, what's the mechanic of the game that you like? Oh, like, yeah. The game, the game that you would prefer to play, like, what's the mechanic that draws you to that game? Yeah. Like, do you like the, the strategy heavy, but it's a worker placement? Yeah. Or do you like the 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 luck-based set collection? I don't know what game that would be, but that sounds awesome <laughs> and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just let us know. Hit us up on any of our socials, um, Facebook, Instagram, Discord. We have a channel. Um added a couple new channels so there's now like a specifically like um dungeons and dragons one it's called dungeon and dagons (laughs) (laughs) it's a special channel (laughs) um and then there's just kind of like a general chit chat area where if you don't want to talk about like any like like board game specific or even like Dungeons and Dragons specific or you don't want to talk about like Redbeard you can just go in the chit chat channel and like I'm on discord all the time so if I have wifi and some free time I'll pop in and chat (laughs) yeah talk with us about anything you want just keep it nice just nice just lovely um and then we have merch I love I love merch if you if you get merch, show us pictures of your merch, of you in it. I love it. Yes. It's all beautiful. We want to we want to see your beautiful faces. Beautiful faces. But this will be Ashley signing off. And I'm Ricky. Bye. Bye.